Here on the Yellow Family, we talk all things our favourite Yellow Family, The Simpsons, of course. And today, we're talking Homer's Barbershop Quartet, which is the episode where, as Tom so geniusly put it, Homer is in a barbershop quartet. And um, the barbershop quartet calls back to the Beatles, which is quite a crucial piece of information there. Tom, tell us about the episode. The episode first aired September 30, 1993. A uh, mm-hmm. year before we were both born. Yeah. The thing about 1993 is uh, one of the last bad years, uh, because both Tom and I were born the year after. So obviously... Yeah, the dark times. Dark times, dark times before times. we were born. Luckily, we're here now, and we're on your radio 21 years later, because if we weren't, you'd be having such a boring night. All, all two of our listeners would be having such a boring night. And those who accidentally missed the station for possibly smooth 91.5? Yeah. Smooth what 91.5, one preset up from Sin 90.7. So if you're looking for some smooth, smooth hits tonight, change the station right now. <laughs> but if you're looking for quality content, keep it right where you are. Right, bit off here track. on Sin. Bit off track, bit off topic. Um, Continue, sorry. The flashback scene in the episode, however, did date back to 1985. So wow. around that time. There you go. Episode was written by Jeff Martin, who mm-hmm. was a big Beatles fan. Yeah. Uh, also wrote such episodes as Dead Putting Society, mm-hmm. which saw Todd and Bart uh, face off in a miniature golf Very tournament. Good. Very good episode. And also Three Men and a Comic, mm-hmm. which sees Bart, Martin and Milhouse pull their money together and buy a... Very rare first edition Radioactive Man comic. Indeed. On your Jeff Martin, some very good <laughs> good episodes to your repertoire. We're not talking about either of those episodes. We're talking about Homer's Barbershop Quartet, FYI. Yes. Homer's Barbershop Quartet opens season five. Mm-hmm. Instead of the episode Homer Goes to College. Yes. Simply because of the prestige George Harrison had. Yeah, George Harrison guest voices as himself in this episode. It was also a holdover episode from season four, mm-hmm. meaning Michael... Oh, well, a hold- <laughs> well, a holdover episode basically means that it was produced with The Bachelor on season four and was pushed back to season five. And a last fun fact, yep. the voices of the B-Sharks... Sorry, these facts are very fun so far. Oh, like, I wish we could do them forever, <laughs> but that's not the point of the show. Continue. The B-Sharps are actually an a cappella group from Disneyland USA called the Dapper Dance. Mm-hmm. With the voice actors of the Dapper Dans doing the singing in the episode. Yeah, so from time to time you kind of hear like Dan Castaneda come in with his Homer voice in the middle of this really beautiful barbershop quartet sound. But like he actually has a very good singing voice, so it's not something to really complain about. So episode starts off basically in the middle of Springfield at a swap meet. There are already heaps of cultural throwbacks. Mm-hmm. Also from throwbacks from previous episodes as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Everyone pretty much from the community has a stall. Mo has a stall selling, what is it, clams, I think. Yeah. Uh, Marge has a stall selling just various pieces from around the house. Yeah. And and this is Springfield. This is, you know, the worst swap meet you have ever seen. Everything in this this swap meet looks like absolute junk that you wouldn't want to buy. And Marge is selling these um, wishbone necklaces. <laughs> Your teenage son or daughter will think this wishbone necklace is really cool. <laughs> yeah, and then the guy goes, I doubt my son or daughter is that stupid, which is a fantastic line. And I, I don't know, I guess, obviously, as one of the two producers of this show, the other mm. one is Tom, I chose the first episode, not because it's my favourite episode of The Simpsons, I think more so because this is a really, really good example of how how good the writers at this time of the show's life cycle 
were at, I guess, their own cultural literacy and their own cultural understanding of, of pop culture. Admittedly, not pop culture of the time, since the Beatles were sort of around in the late 60s, but this is the stuff that they grew they up on. They were growing up with it. Yeah, and they've just so impeccably captured it. But not just the Beatles. Like in Within the first like three minutes of this episode, you get so much pop culture being referenced here, which is just one of the best part about the early Simpsons is these cultural references and these intertextual references that just go so well. Yeah, well, just walking through, Bart yeah. and Lisa walking through the swap meet, mm-hmm. there's references to Jean Valjean from Les Mis, yep. where Principal Skinner picks up a helmet he wore during Vietnam yep. with the number 24601. Mm-hmm. And this itself, this reference to 24601, Jean Valjean's number, yeah, um, from Les Mis used Rap. so many times within The Simpsons. Yeah. It's Sideshow Bob's prison number mm-hmm. in the episode um, Black Widower, yeah. where he marries Selma. And also Marge's prison number when she, what happened, gets caught shoplifting from the Quickie Mart. Yeah. And, um, of course, Tom would know this because of his um, starring role in 2010, <laughs> our, our high school production of Les Mis in 2010. So congratulations to Tom again for that one. Thanks Very good work. Um, also played General Genghis Khan Schmidt in uh, Zeusical the Musical. Yeah, another uh, good performance from and Tom. And was uh, Scout number three in the Spelling Bee. Bit off topic, but <laughs> but still relevant. So congratulations to Tom. <laughs> Everyone at home is giving you a big round of applause for those. But um, I think this is really cool because, you know, you've got like a really big well-known musical like Les Mis and then you've got like The Simpsons which like I don't know Les Mis kind of represents this really high culture and then The The Simpsons in a way even though it's so acclaimed and so big and so culturally impactful The Simpsons kind of feels like low culture just because (laughs) of what it's representing like the, the American family life that it's representing and it's it's so funny that this show is referencing these such immensely popular uh, popular culture artefacts. And even if you don't actually know the reference, it's still funny. Yeah, they totally. Like make it work on such a when you're level. when you're a kid, it's just funny because it's funny, and you and you grasp it at a very basic level. But as you grow up, and as your cultural understanding uh, solidifies and develops. You just start to see all these other references unfold around exactly. you, and, and the meaning of the show fundamentally changes. Yeah, and it it's a completely different level. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Like you also you continue along, and they get to the record store, which is sort of how the episode kicks yeah, off. Of and Bart pulls out a Melvin and the Squirrels vinyl. Yeah, of course, is it Alvin and the Chipmunks? Alvin and the Chipmunks reference. And and um. Homer's going through this little old lady's stall and she's Five got sense. Yeah, she's got in the box. She's got all this stuff that Homer is labeling as junk, but you're actually seeing an original Superman comic, um one of the rarest uh stamps in America, a copy of the Constitution, yeah. a violin. Yes, Jadavius. And it's just this really really amazing showcase of what Homer is as a character like yeah, he has no idea. Ignorance. Yeah. Just, he doesn't know any of those references. He's a buffoon. He's a working, <laughs> working American father who has no cultural understanding. He has no idea what he's looking at. And he's, he's, he's looking at a gold mine for however yeah. much money, for five cents each. And um, all of this has been done even before the Beatles are mentioned in the episode. Yeah, this is so. all done before you even get to the Beatles, Beatles um, parody. And these are just these really, really subtle, subtle nods that, if you understand them, 
the episode gets that... So much more yeah, experience from the episode. That extra meaning. We're going to continue with our chats about Homer's barbershop quartet shortly. But right now, we're going to go to a track. It's from George Harrison, also relevant. It's the Yellow Family with Tom and Michael. Very true. He does make an appearance. So do two other of the surviving Beatles. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Ringo, first, to, first Beatle to appear in season two in the episode Brush with Greatness, uh, where Marge pretty much becomes a painter. Yeah, yeah, and, and she, a, she's obsessed with Ringo Starr, and she keeps painting him. Yeah, and there's a throwback, actually, to that episode, yep. in this episode, where Marge, in the first scene at the swap meet, is seen actually selling her Ringo Starr paintings, along mm-hmm. with the other paintings yeah. from that episode. because Mr. Burns wants her to, to paint him in that episode, doesn't he? Yeah, and she ends up painting him <laughs> Painting naked. him naked, and Bart's like, did he have those weird spots all over his body? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> And there's also, yeah, the Homer sleeping yep. on the couch painting. Yeah. There's also the boat painting, which is yeah. normally which, you above know, the couch, up for sale. So did Marge paint that? Is that what they're saying? Maybe no we'll never idea. know. But yeah, these are really interesting because they call back from previous episodes. Yeah. Like, the, Simpsons usually doesn't do that. The Simpsons, the Simpsons is a weird one because a lot of animated sitcoms use floating timelines where nothing really is happening at a fixed point in time. It's just sort of happening, and there's nothing really canonical, nothing really carries through. You know, there are small nods like this from time to time. Yeah, yeah. and of course the third um, Beatle to appear on The Simpsons mm-hmm. later on in Season 7 would be Paul McCartney. Yeah, one of, one of the better Beatles. Yeah, one of the three. Probably one up the there. <laughs> one of the four, probably in the top three. Yeah, three of them made an appearance. Definitely in um, the top two. <laughs> like, I mean, let's be real. Len- Len- Lennon didn't... Didn't really yeah, like was, the Simpsons. Wasn't a big fan of the Simpsons. Wasn't a big fan. Also, the whole being dead thing didn't really help him out there, so he, <laughs> I don't think he really got much of a chance to appear on the Simpsons, but I'm sure if he was alive and well, he wouldn't have come on. He just seems like that kind of guy. But anyway, we're not here to debate the temperaments of the Beatles, especially the ones who have sadly passed away because they're fantastic musicians. I digress. Please continue, Tom. Paul McCartney did later appear on the Simpsons in... Yeah. Uh, the episode Lisa the Vegetarian. Yes. We do not have a song from him. Don't hold out. If you're waiting for a Paul McCartney song, please switch off the radio now and go outside, play Pokemon Go. Well, yeah, and that's another episode later on this season after these two had been on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Harrison's appearance in the show. Yeah, really... I, I think I think George Harrison's appearance in this episode. Like, we've already had Ringo a few seasons back, a few years back. And this whole episode is a parody of the Beatles' career from start to finish, and it's impeccably done. It's mm. a bite-sized 15-minute... How yeah. the group is formed. Yeah, and you could have done that without having any of the Beatles. You really could have. But I think why George Harrison's appearance here works so well is because it, it adds this really weird sense, uh, this really weird depth, this really cheeky meta nod on the part mm. of the writers that in this universe, the Beatles exist. They are not. They are not denying that the Beatles they exist. Take reference to it. Bart yeah. mentions it in. Bart the mentions the Beatles. Thing. But yeah, but Homer's career that they just don't. Yeah, they know. don't. They don't they realize it. They rip it, it off, and it's but... just a very, very cheeky thing. And and it's all all leads up to this last moment, which we, we will get to. But it's on the rooftop, and George Harrison drives by in a limo, and he looks up at them singing on the rooftop, and he goes, "It's been, it's done. been done." And it's just this very, very subtle kind of quote, and it's. It just to me it, it makes the episode. Well, that's exactly how Bart and Lisa actually learn that Homer's 
was once in a barbershop culture. Yeah, yeah. They find his record at the stall and mm-hmm. it's the exact meet the B sharps. Meet the Beatles. Ex- exactly. Meet the B sharps. And that's you know that's a if if you're a fan of like music history and that kind of thing, you'd probably recognise that cover. They obviously, very if you're iconic. The Beatles are very iconic. Yeah, for sure. Covers. And you see that cover and you you saw you mind when you're an adult, your mind kind of clicks and you're like, yeah. They're doing the Beatles. They've done a lot of stuff, and now they're doing the Beatles. And the satire here, and there, just it just hits you. It's bang, bang, bang. And you see them in Moe's Cavern. It's called, which throws back to the Cabin Club where the Beatles were discovered by Brian Epstein. Yeah, Chief Wiggum. Yeah, um, represents Pete Best. Yeah, who got notoriously thrown out of the Beatles and replaced by Ringo Starr. Good choice. I'm not sure. I actually (laughs) like Ringo a lot, and and one of the best (laughs) one of the best moments that comes out of um, them meeting Nigel, the manager, is when (laughs) Nigel doesn't like that Apu's name is Apu Nahasapina Pendelon, and he goes. You know what? From now on, your name is Apu de Beaumarchais. <laughs> That's the direct dishonour to my ancestors in God. But okay. Yeah, and I, again, I think in this episode, there's such a... Oh, it's such an amazing attention to detail. N- not just in the script, but in the animation, animation as, well. as well. Yeah, and I think you, you get that again with towards the end when you have that very good line about being bigger than Jesus and Homer's like, oh, it was What'd the name of our up? second Did album. You screw up like the Beatles and say you were bigger than Jesus? Yeah, and he holds up the record and, it, and it's basically Abbey Road, but it's called Bigger Than Jesus, which is basically the point the Beatles were at at that time of their career. Um, and then you go further into the... it with the Let It Be recording sessions and you've got Barney and his beret and all his black. Japanese and... conceptual artist Yeah, you've got your him. Yoko Ono... Um, Barbershop's in danger of going stale. I'm taking it to strange new places. And you get... Number eight. Yeah, you get the number eight. And that that's a perfect Simpsons joke because it works on every level. When you're a kid, you hear Barney burp over burp and over joke. again. You don't understand... You can't go wrong with the burp Yeah, you joke. can't go wrong. You don't understand what they're referencing. And then when you grow up and you eventually get to the Beatles repertoire and you hear the White Album and you know they're, re- they're referencing Revolution 9 and they're referencing John Lennon sort of turning a bit yeah. black in age. <laughs> and it just... It just works. It just works. It's such such a good gag. Um, and there's I, also a fun thing to look at. Yeah. Marge's role in this episode. She's Marge. got about three, four lines. It's insane. It's insane. She has episode. no. We because we for all the for all two of our listeners. First of all, welcome. <laughs> and first and second of all, thank you for You've chosen t- a very good time to tune in. Now is it. Now <laughs> is, um, but Marge, we watch these episodes a lot because we have to prepare. We do a lot of work for this. We don't get paid, but we do a lot of work for it anyway. And Marge's role is just minuscule. And she, you know, Marge is this epitome of the American housewife. That's what her character has always been. She's getting along with it while Homer's just... Homer's sort of looking after the kids, telling him these stories. And Marge is going to change the flat tyre. She's going for a long walk. Yeah, they're on the drive back, back to their home in Springfield. They somehow end up in the desert. And Marge goes, no no one bought a wishbone collar. And Homer goes, I made some money. I sold the the spare tyre. Then the tyre pops. Um, Another really good Simpsons uh, moment there. Ah, your mum's going to be, wow, fetching the spare tyre. Yeah. Let me get on with the story. And it's just like, Marge, like, this is so uncharacteristic of Marge. There's, There's almost this subplot going on with Marge that just, it just feels really weird in this episode. But yeah, we also get some more of... The Simpsons dissing the Grammys, which they tend to do a lot when Homer, when the B Shops win the Grammy, Homer gives it to the busboy at the hotel and he goes, Oh my God, a, a TV award. Oh, oh, oh it's, it's a, a Grammy. Grammy and he chucks it out. 
the guy the on the street down. throws it back up. Don't throw your junk down here. Um, and also the chalkboard gag mm. for this episode is we will never get an Emmy. Yeah. There's another slight... Another diss. another good reference there. <laughs> um, and then... Just more where this episode, Yeah, where this episode succeeds a lot is in... The really, really, again, cheeky on, on the part of the writers, the meta and the self-awareness you get at the end with the characters. Like, Homer finishes up sort of telling this story, and Bart and Lisa just point out every inconsistency they can. Yeah. Like, how come we just never like heard of this till today? Would. <laughs> yeah. What happened to the money you made? Why haven't you hung up your gold records? When can you write a song? And <laughs> Homer says... Just so nonchalantly, just... Oh, Tom. Nonchalant. Yeah. That, that's a big word for oh, you. Congratulations. You. I that one. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, just so nonchalantly, it's like, ah, there are perfectly good answers to all those questions. But they'll have to wait for another night. Now, off to bed. And it's like, there's no yeah. easy answers for those questions. And, you, and Bart and Lisa, just like the viewer, are urged to just forget that this episode ever happened. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not certain, but I don't think the B-Sharps are really mentioned again. Um no. <laughs> and yeah, that that again sends yeah, up that, that Simpsons. It's all over the place. A floating, floating timeline, time depending yeah. on what they need, they'll yeah. draw on it. Except yeah. I read online, the internet. Oh, I'm researching. Yeah, That's one of the good. one of the better inventions. <laughs> um, Paul McCartney agreed to go on the Simpsons on the vegetarian episode as long as Lisa remained a vegetarian for the entirety of the series. So he kind yeah, well, of averted that trope. That's one of the main real character changes that it stayed yeah. with the Simpsons. Yeah, sort of like her becoming a Buddhist and that kind of thing. Tom, we got to go to a song, but we're coming back and we're counting down our top three moments from... Top three gags. Yeah, from Homer's Barbershop Quartet. It's the Yellow Family with Tom and Michael. Or Michael and Tom. I, like, I, we'll figure that out. I was pushing for Michael to and Tom. Tom insisted on it. <laughs> no, no, I actually named the show. So <laughs> don't, don't worry about it, everyone. No, um, now it's time for our first segment... No, well, we've had o- a couple of segments. The other two segments are segment, but this is our first name segment. Yeah, ongoing thing throughout the weeks. Look, the whole radio show is going to be an ongoing struggle for both of us. So <laughs> like, just, I don't know, just, just deal with it, everyone. And yeah, it's time for top three. What is top three, Michael? Tom, it's a silly question. It's actually, it's quite <laughs> self-explanatory. Basically, we're going to count down the top three moments in the uh, in the episode based on our our viewing of it. Yeah, um, we thought it would be. As easy as it sounds. Yeah, not actually not quite easy. hard. Lots of funny quotes in, in this episode, and so probably other episodes. We've decided to do a couple of honourable mentions yeah. here, because there are just so many. Here's a reel of honourable mentions for you guys, so just enjoy some of these classic Simpsons quotes from Homer's Barbershop, Barbershop Quartet. Number eight. Good Lord, Dr. Doolittle is Chief Wiggum. This bird's gonna fly. <laughs> Principal Skinner, Mm -hmm. you've been referred to as the funny one. Is that reputation justified? Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) Hi, kids. I love... Yes, a few sniggers there. I love that scream. I love the scream, and in that one I love... Obviously, radio's an audio medium, not a visual medium. (laughs) Very difficult for for people who haven't seen the episode to understand that. But the vacant stares on little Barton Lisa's faces in that, and then their screams. Pretty much it's a made-up Homer out of a balloon. balloon And a bucket. Bucket I'm pretty sure there's a bucket, yeah. Um, It just all goes nuts. Head explodes. (laughs) Really good. You've also got the number eight burp thing, which we 
detailed a bit earlier. One of your favourite jokes. One of my favourite jokes. Chief Wiggum's Dr. Doolittle. I don't know why I love that so much. I think it's just because it encapsulates Chief Wiggum in just every single way. And just throughout the episode, he's constantly trying to get back. Uh, Yeah, he's constantly trying to get back into the B-sharps. He's so... Spiteful, he's so envious. I don't know if Pete Best did that, but Chief Wiggum certainly did. <laughs> um, and you have the the sort of reference to George Harrison being the quiet one, with Skinner being gonna... the funny one. She's like, yes. yes, yes, I am. Yes, there is, of what it, whatever he says. Um, lots of really good quotes there. In fact, now I'm wishing we put some of those as the top no, three. I'm happy with our top three. Oh. We've... We did okay? We did okay. Okay, well, Let's do, play you, along. do you want to get into... Do you want to get right into it? Yep. It's number three coming up right now. Number three. Yeah, there's that sound effect that <laughs> didn't play the first time I tried to play it. That's the thing about radio. You encounter a lot of technical difficulties. Here's number three. That's my son up there. What, the balding fat ass? Uh, no, the Hindu guy. I don't know. I just love it because... First of all, Abe is... Throughout the entire series, Abe is ashamed. He's absolutely ashamed of Homer. He hates Homer. He's not proud of Homer at all. He's, he's more happy that this Hindu, Hindu guy, as he says... has a bit of pedal on, yeah. is his son. Yeah. And, and then the, the best part about it is, a couple scenes later, Abe is auditioning for the B-Sharps. He's yeah. singing Old <laughs> MacDonald. I don't know. There's something really funny about that to me. Should we continue? Number two. Let's hope it loads. Number two. There it is. What is number two? Can't believe you're not still popular. What'd you do? Screw up like the Beatles and say you were bigger than Jesus? All the time. It was the title of our second album. Okay. This is not my favourite Simpsons episode by any stretch. There are a lot of better episodes. This is a very good episode, as we have discussed, but I think this might be one of my all-time favourite Simpsons quotes because he holds just, up the record. It's Abbey Road. I'm so proud of it. I'm like, yeah, of course we did that. Yeah, like... Why wouldn't we? John Lennon says the Beatles are bigger than Jesus and the world goes nuts. The world goes insane. The Simpsons do it. Yeah. Homer... Homer, Homer. <laughs> no. it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful send-up. It is a beautiful reference. It's a beautiful intertextual reference and it works on so many levels. It, does. it, it just... So many references in this in this episode work so so well. Yeah, um, even if you don't know the meaning behind them, yeah, it's still funny. And, and this ties in again to um, the Beatles album covers as well, because like I said, it's, it's that was the Abbey Road, it's basically the Abbey Road cover, cover, which you know about that time the Beatles were pretty much bigger than yeah, Jesus. No, I did not just say that, <laughs> but um, but yeah, really cool. Yeah, it's got them walking on water, yeah. like they did across Abbey Road. Um, so, shall we uh, reveal our number one? Number one. Number one. Ooh. Hello, Homer. I'm George Harrison. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God! Where did you get that brownie? Over there. There's a big pile of them. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, what a nice fella. <laughs> Um, okay. So many. The, the reason it's so funny is, okay, first of all, no, it's number one because George Harrison comes in to do the show and he's okay with this happening. This huge cultural icon. Oh, man. From the Beatles. You, you don't even have to like the Beatles, but if George Harrison is standing in front of you, you would... You'd ask him and about he, it. And he'd be te- interested. You don't even have to recognise him. He told Homer his name. I'm George Harrison. <laughs> And Homer's not having a bar of it because all he cares about 
is the brownie. And that's just Homer in a nutshell. That's Homer in a nutshell. <laughs> the, one of the greatest musicians of one of the most famous musical performing groups in the world is in front of his face. But he just wants the brownie. And I love that clip of him eating the brownies off the plate. The brownie plate doesn't it's about change. It's a ten-second clip yeah. of just him doing Shoveling the same him in. thing. Yeah. It's a, I think that's a very, very popular Simpsons moment. <laughs> You're listening to The Yellow Family with Tom and Michael on Sin 90.7. Having a great time. 15 minutes left on the show. So if you haven't given up yet... Stay stay tuned because I, I promise you this will be the best fifteen minutes. Don't forget the you, same if not better. Yeah. The, the same if not worse. better quality. Possibly worse. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter uh, slash the yellow family. Don't you have an Instagram? Family. Thinking about Instagram. Thinking about Instagram, thinking about all the socials, including Snapchat. Maybe next week we'll have one. Maybe not. Um we do have a we, we do have a Call in, a text in, a something in from Harry who says he's looking for a man whose surname is Butts and first name is Seymour. So if there is a Seymour Butts listening, please, please call us in and call Harry, I guess. <laughs> Harry did say that he is uh, both a first-time listener and a first-time <laughs> caller. I've been thinking, I've had one idea from the show. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing this for, was it, 12 episodes? 12 episodes, yeah. One each week. Yeah. Mondays. That's sort of how it works. 8 to 9. See 90.7. <laughs> That's the time slot. I thought we'd better have some good segment ideas. And just yeah. quietly, I think I have quite a good one. See, this is interesting to me, Tom, and I'll tell you why. Because, well, first of all, you have an idea, which is very rare. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is very, very rare. Look, I'll allow it. Yeah. Because it's true. Because it's true, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Look, now, you'd probably agree, you and I, we're not exactly musically inclined. Well, I, I would say that you and I are not very inclined in anything, really. I mean... Uh, yeah, we don't have much. We don't really have any skills or qualifications. Um, I have an RSA. That, no, the RSA that's, that's a qualification. You're doing it. It's expired. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, musically inclined, what are you talking about? For, for all two listeners, um, maybe three, <laughs> we don't actually know how many people are listening. Um, for all the listeners who care about how Tom and I met... We met through a choir. What are you talking about? Like we are, I would say if we are inclined toward anything, it would be music. I don't know what yeah, you're talking. Yeah, I was hoping you'd mention that. You're hoping you'd bring it up. Yeah, hoping your ego of choir and <laughs> musical prowess would oh. get the better of you. Oh, thanks. So I've gotten everything I've hoped for here, because I have a challenge for you. Yeah, and it's all happening in a little segment I like to call. Can I cover a feeling? Can you lend me a song from the show? <laughs> just just sniggering there because we're realising how scripted this show is when Tom Tom says that he has an idea for a show and I pretend That's I don't know about it. But then it's obviously me singing in the intro. Very, very good work by us there. Also, very good quality recording. I'm sure you all heard it. Um, done it on my laptop in my garage. <laughs> Some of the best acoustics in there. So we we'll might try and that. do a we re-record might get on a that. Better record. Yeah. So in the later so, weeks to come. So what's can I cover a feeling? Pretty self-explanatory. Not really. I'm going to set you a challenge. <laughs> okay. I know you fancy one yourself and on the piano. Uh, you're, you're known to play the piano quite often. I picked up the piano in year ten. 
Yep. One of the, I one know of the biggest now, things I've done in life. Now fancying yourself, you thought guitar would look pretty cool, so you picked up the guitar <laughs> yeah, man. with the left hand, which makes it a bit awkward. So the thing about left hand, left hand is you've got to use a left-handed <laughs> guitar. <laughs> I know you've got, you've got the G chord down. I've got the G. You're, you've learnt C. Learnt C, C, working on D, getting to E minor. Four the of big the big four. ones. Yeah, so you've got two there. down. Yeah, yeah. What I'm thinking... Mm-hmm. Can issue you a challenge, right? To cover, learn and cover. Yeah. The main song from this episode, Baby right. on Board. You want? Oh, you want me to cover it, like yes. live on the show, or do you want me to record it? I'll, I'll allow recording. Okay. Recording will probably be easier for us instead yeah. of getting a guitar in. Yeah. Don't yeah, know definitely. If we can do that. We do, I don't know either. Can we? <laughs> I don't know. Um. So wait, can I like? So just the parameters here. I have All to right. sing the song and play it. On. Do I just have to sing it or what? Yeah, you've got to sing. Okay. It's got right. to be a complete cover of the song. Okay, this will be interesting. Um, and when is this due? So we'll, I was thinking. Yeah. It was my segment. Yeah. We'll do one a week. <laughs> yeah. Not including to this week's, of course. Okay. It will start next week. So you, you want me to have, have it, it by next week? have it done by next Monday. Oh, Tom, Tom, Tom. Eight till nine. Tom, 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 Tom. I have a job. <laughs> I, I study. I do so much. I do another show. I do a whole other show at this network, mate. And and you're telling me that you want me to do more work? Look, yeah, you've done a fair bit for the show. Yeah, you've yeah, you've done. You're doing the panelling now. Yeah, you've written the script. Uh huh. I've bought the headphones. I bought, you bought my the own headphones. headphones. Yes. That's my yeah, contribution you, you got to the there. show. You I did. got the gear. <laughs> you showed up. You showed, showed up. up. I'll give I you that headphones. much. I I looked up on the internet. I wonder what Hamish and Andy's headphones are. Yeah, they, they are these. Are they? They are. Wow. I thought. They know what they're doing. Yeah. This will help me yeah. in radio. Okay. Is, is it, though? Is it helping? I don't know. You've done a good job. Thank you. That's all right. <laughs> so you want so me to I'm do more work? Next week. Yeah. If you can have it recorded, Gosh. I'd be very impressed. Maybe maybe we'll... Do you want to film it? Do you want to... We'll, film, we'll pop it up on Facebook. All the good radio shows do video content now, man. That's exactly. all the rage. That's We've got to do it. <laughs> okay. All right. I, look, I, I in the words of Barney Stinson, a completely different show... Tune into our How I Met Your Mother podcast later on in the year. It is happening. It's not. Don't tune into that. We're going to just do the Yellow Family. Um, challenge accepted. I will cover right. Baby on board with my guitar, with my four chords, and I'll premiere it on the show next week. I'm very stressed because I don't know when I'm going to fit this in. Um, please excuse me. We're going to go to a song. I'm going to step outside the studio, vomit a bit, and come back in. <laughs> It's the Yellow Family with Tom and Michael on Sin 90.7. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Big things coming. Big, big things. Don't forget... Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> what am I doing wrong that's so funny to you that you just laugh in my You're face? you a funny, funny man. I am. No, I didn't say that. Uh, you mentioned my ego before. Anyway... We've got some... This has been our first episode, and I really hope you enjoyed it because we've put a lot of effort into it. Um, uh, Minimum. We've put mid- like Average probably about effort. a 50% effort. Yeah. Yeah, no. Anyway, that's, irre- <laughs> that's irrelevant. Um, but... We've uh, had a great time. We've had a good time, and I really hope you enjoy it. Hope you stick, stick with the show. Um, we'll be doing Simpsons episodes each week. And don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter slash the yellow family or at the yellow family send us a message let us know what you liked about the show 